Hello everybody, this is Captain Katz and welcome back to the show. Okay, so it's just going to be you and me, you guys, so let's just take it for what it is, okay? Alright, so over this weekend there was a lot of comic, uh, there was a lot of anime conventions that was going on. You had uh, Funimation Con, uh, Anime Expo Lite, um, and a couple of other ones that I can't off the top of my head. Um, they were pretty interesting, they were pretty alright. Nothing big coming out of... Um, any of these conventions, but they looked like they were successes. So, uh, congratulations to each and every one of them. This could be a start of a new trend. Maybe they can show some more stuff for next year's uh, conventions when they decide when they decide to let people come back in or not. But other than that, we shall see. But still, congratulations to each and every one of them. Um, they sounded very good. They were really good. I saw a couple of them um, for the uh, for this entire weekend. But uh, overall, it was good. It was an, it was a good experience, um, but um, you know there were I'm not gonna nitpick or anything like that. There were a couple of things that they they um, could improve on, um, like for example, variety of panels. There should have been a little bit more variety. There should have been a little bit more of fan interaction, um, and also on top of that too. Um, I think it was like don't get me wrong this was this wasn't bad this was bad it was the first time this is the first time for everyone uh who knows uh maybe the com uh comic-con in a couple of weeks comic-con's gonna be doing their comic-con at home event uh streaming event so um who knows maybe they can learn from this or maybe not and then we'll see what they did good and what they did wrong so um to make a note of it was it bad? No, it wasn't that bad. What could they have some improvements if they decided to do it next year? Yeah, I think there there's some room of improvement. Should they run this event next year during the same course of the actual event when people come back? Yeah, I think they should because um a lot of people can't go to Anime Expo or a lot of people can't go to other anime conventions, not just um here in the United States, but also around the world. And I think this gives them a pretty good insight of what to expect. You know, what's coming in, what's what's the new, what's the fresh now, and not wait until days later when the event's over. It's like, oh, wow, this is happening and everything. So I, th I think they should implement this for next year. And uh, speaking for next year, uh, there was news that came out that Marvel has now has the publishing rights to the alien and predator franchises um this was interesting because it because originally these were at dark horse they were all exclusively they were both exclusively to dark horse the alien franchise the predator franchise and the alien versus predator franchise as well so um there will be these just like what they did with the conan the barbarian they're going to start it next uh the following year on the first of january so but for them it's going to be starting in uh, january 2021 um and there's already artworks of maybe new issues no maybe some issues and stuff like that or storylines that they're going to be doing like the first one that's been all over the internet so far for the past couple of days is a xenomorph looks like it's i i don't know from the way it looks, it looks like it's in a ship. It could be in the ship of the Star, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxies. Who knows? And then the very interesting one is the Predator. 
um, I think it's a hunter predator, and it has uh, Iron Man's head. You know, how that they do in the film, you know, just rip out the head and everything, you see the spinal cord and all that. So it has Iron Man's head like that. Um, on top of the Avenger uh, building. So this could be interesting. But there's two things you gotta understand. One would be, okay, since they're gonna since they're gonna have the rights now to the alien and predator franchises in comic terms, are they gonna be in the comic book universe? Are they gonna be part of that comic book universe? Are they going to be a part of the MCU universe as well? The MCU as well? Um, and, and if they are, how? And you can't, and, and they can't just go and say, oh, they've been there. They haven't. There was no notice, no notification or thing. So they can't BS this, this one. Um, so that's going to be kind of tricky for them to do. Or unless if they just like let them be, be, you know, you know, leave them alone as is. Let them come out with original new stories that has nothing to do with um, the Marvel Universe. You know, that would be great. I would love to see that. If they were going to and try to incorporate the Predators and the Xenomorphs into the Marvel Universe, they better figure out a way of doing it in a, in, in a very good way. Not, not lowballing it or or BSing it or anything like that. Because that, that would be like... I'm just going to say it's, it'll insult my intelligence as a comic book reader, as a fan. Because there's like no way in hell that, that they're just going to be like, oh, they magically appeared. Yeah. Um, on top of that too, there was a real... Um, let me see. On top of that, there was a statement released by um, Mike Richardson from Dark Horse Comics that states the following. What's next for Alien and Predator comics? After 30 years of publishing the greatest Alien and Predators AVP stories and the Xenoverse, Disney will be pulling the publishing licenses from Dark Horse. As the new owners of Fox, this is their rights, of course. Dark Horse has been one of the longest standing and most successful of the Fox licensing partners for the for nearly 35 years and we have worked with them um let me see what else uh after many years of shepherding these amazing worlds dark horse will not be publishing any new material effectively of january 1st 2021 so yeah so uh, i'll would like to be the judge of that I would like to see how they will come out because once Mar when Marvel yeah once Marvel um got the rights back of Conan the Barbarian uh series and uh started making the comics again they were good they were good the the they were pretty good so, um, I hope they go two for two for this. But if they do screw up, oh man. Uh, well, they screw up. Yeah. So, that's, that's going to be a uh, tall order. Yeah. And uh, another news that just came out um, that really shocked the gaming community, especially the fighting game community, um, that Evil Online was canceled. 
it was canceled due to um, allegations towards its now the former uh, CEO, uh, who is 100% no longer be involved in any way with uh, Evo. I'm not going to name names. Um, but yeah, this is pretty much the worst thing that can happen to not only the evil, um, but I think to the gaming community and, um, the fighting game community. You know what? Let me take that back. Okay. This being the worst thing for evil? Nah, not necessarily. Um... Evil, okay, evil's evil, you know, it's going to bounce back one way or another. But the name now has been tarnished for what one person did. Not only that, but it's also affected an entire community. But then again, you you got to realize and remember too that the community itself, the gaming community as a whole, is very toxic. Extremely toxic. You know? I've seen it firsthand, um, how toxic it can be. I've seen it, how it is when I'm playing online. You know, if I'm playing games online just for fun. If I'm not carrying my weight for my team or I'm playing, or if I'm playing a fighting game and, you know, I'm winning the match and all of a sudden they just like jump out of the game and start ripping on me and calling me garbage because, you know... I'm better than them. I think I I think I think this call out, I think this whole situation is a huge wake up call because it needs to be addressed big time. It really, really, really needs to be addressed big time. How the way it's happening right now in wrestling, how the way it's happening in cinema, how the way it's happening in um television, music, all this whole movement that's going on. And yeah, it needs to be addressed in this community as well. It, you know, it shouldn't be this way, especially for something that I really care about. I grew up playing. I grew up seeing the evolution of the gaming industry. I can tell you where I was when I saw the Master Drive was introduced, the Super Nintendo was introduced, um, the Genesis, the Mega Drive. When the Saturn was introduced, the Dreamcast, PlayStation, I was there when I saw a lot of fighting game franchises. Um, a lot of gaming franchises were born, were introduced. First of hands on, seen a lot of it. You know, I've seen a lot of it in my time, and to see it being attacked like this. Well, not being attacked, more of like. Shown that, yeah, there's these types of people in this community. You know what? It really needs a drastic change. Really, really does. And I I hate to say it, but you know what? If, if there needs to be a huge change, there needs to be a huge change. Uh, one way or another, whether people like it or not, there's got to be some huge changes towards this. You know, th- this can't go on forever like this. You know, and the gaming community itself, not just one particular 
community, not the fighting game community. I'm talking about the whole gaming community from from RTS players, first person shooters, um, MM, uh, MMOs, MOBAs, fighting games, sports, strategy, and and you know any type of online gaming or one on one or anything like that. There has to be a huge change because there's so much toxicity in it. There really is. Don't believe me? Why the hell do you think Evo got canceled? Because one person screwed it up. One person did something that they know that they should have, but they did. And now just like, and just like right now, Evo, boom, got one big black eye. All of a sudden, you know, um, NetherRealm, Capcom, Namco Bandai, MAME6, you know, boom, 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 boom. They all pulled out. And then all of a sudden you got um, top tier play- players leaving, commentators leaving. Yeah, it's down for the count. Now we have to see whether or not it can pick itself up, dust itself off, and try again. This time the right way. If it doesn't get up, And if it doesn't dust itself off and doesn't do everything right, well, let's just say we just saw the last of Evo. Who knows? Maybe another gaming uh, tournament might fall next. Or any other grand tournament. We don't know. But now is the time for for this stuff to stop. Don't be afraid to speak up. Don't be afraid to tell to tell your side of the story. It's okay if you can't. But if you need to tell it, tell it. If you need to say it, say it. And that's all I got to have to say. All right. So without further ado, sorry for the, this is a short week one, you know, 4th of July and all weekend. So there hasn't been that much news. So um, there we go with that one. Well, I wish you guys a great week. Hope you guys have a one. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Hope you guys have a great week. Um, come back with us next week. More stuff to talk about. More things to do. And um, hopefully we don't have to report and me going on another rant on how horrible the this is going. You know. So until then, I am Captain Katz. I hope you guys have a great time. Have a wonderful week. Enjoy it. Take care. Please stay safe. Wash your hands. Put on your face mask when you goes out. You know, physical distancing, all that stuff. You know, hope you guys do that. And be kind to one another. Now more than ever. Please be kind to one another. All right. Till then, take care. Adios. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Katz, and welcome to another episode of Retro Shoots, where we talk about wrestling every time, all the time. All right, so it's just going to be you and me, folks, so let's just get to it. All right, so there's a lot of news that's been happening going around in the wrestling world. And some good, some bad, some interesting. So we're just going to get right into it, one by one. So one of the big news that are coming out is that that Kairi Sane is leaving WWE. She's going to go back to Japan. Um, it's been noted for the past couple months that she's not happy at WWE and she just wants to go back home to Japan with her husband. 
Um, and there's been, uh, it's been noted that also that they were going to allow her to do that. And she wasn't going to sign her contract, resign with them. So they were going to write her off. So that would allow her to go to Japan. Like a career-ending injury, more or less. But due to Nia Jax being Nia Jax, um, change of plan. So they're just going to take quietly take her off. Uh, without everyone noticing, and then she'll be able to go to Japan. And there's been speculations too as well that once she's in Japan, she might wrestle about a year or so, and then she's just going to hang up her boots. If that's the case, then you know what? I'm all right with that. You know, you deserve it. You're a great all-around wrestler. You know, I saw your entire career from 2012 up to now, and you know what? Congratulations. You deserve it. You were one of the best uh, Japanese women wrestlers that I saw in the past for in the past 10 years yeah you were one of the best you know and I tip my hat to you Kyrie Singh you deserve it every single one of every single thing every single every single title that you won every single thing that you did everything you deserved it so you know I tip my hat to you from one captain to another all right so moving right along uh there's been reports from numerous wrestling um, sources that Rey Mysterio has been working with WWE without a contract so um according to the wrestling observer uh it's been confirmed that the rumors that wwe that Rey mysterio's wwe contract had expired and he has not signed a new one as of uh even now but he is going to continue um his current storyline with seth rollins on raw so maybe after this feud maybe after this is said and done i would say maybe at survivor no not survivor series summerslam taking a wild guess at uh summerslam uh yeah thank you so you know what it's okay i guess he just i think i you know i think he's just like you know doesn't like where it's going doesn't like what what they're doing with him i guess and maybe he just wants to focus on getting who has been said that he that his son wants to get into wrestling so he might pass the math to him to be in the famous area who knows but you know what, Ray? Do what you gotta do. You know, do what you need to do. So let's just see how that goes. More wrestling news with WWE. Uh, they changed the name for Extreme Rules. Yeah. So original Extreme Rules. They go from Extreme Rules, Extreme Rules, a horror show. Now the horror show at Extreme Rules. <sighs> why? Just, just why? Seriously, it's like now it's just like they're hyping it up to the point where it's just like. All right, how bad is it gonna be? Is it gonna be that bad? Like seriously, it's gonna be that bad. <sighs> Just real. <sighs> well, moving on to that. Um, Sarah Logan has uh, made an announcement that she's been uh, let go uh, earlier this year in that massive clean sweep of what WWE is doing. Um, she's going to make an announcement tomorrow of, as of recording. Um, and, um, I think it's going to be that she's going to go to MMA. I think she's going to retire from wrestling and just go to MMA. Um, you know what? That's fine. That's cool. That's great. That's it's wonderful for her. You know, um, I wish her the best of luck there. And, um, I, I, you know... 
I hope I, I, I hope she she's become very successful all over there. I really do. Um, you know, it's sad. It's sad that she got let go. You know, she was really great. Um, in the ring, but you know, you do what you gotta do. All right. So one of the notes, believe the mythical world of WWE. Um, I'm cold. Um, the whole thing with the Adam Cole. So Adam Cole has set a milestone now with uh with NXT. He just turned one. Not one. I'm sorry. He recently turned 31, and he's been NXT champion for 400. So congratulations on that. But not only that, but there's also that um leaked quote unquote leaked. Uh, spoiler for this week's uh, American Bash Night Two about what how the ending is going to be. If you guys haven't, if you guys haven't heard from it, I won't spoil it for you. But if it's true, then it looks like maybe Cole might be leaving NXT. Go to the roster. I think he might just head to AEW if the rumors are are said to be true that he just wants to leave. But we don't know. Congratulations to him and also happy birthday. Since since we're speaking to AEW, uh, Brian Pillman, Brian Pillman Jr., more to be specific, um, is going to wrestle on AEW Dark this week uh, as of recording. And um, well, let's, let's let's put it this way: um, he he had, you know M, uh, MLW. He's still under contract with MLW. Um, but I guess they're gonna let him allow to wrestle there because you know they're not doing anything. He's not doing anything over there, so I guess they're just gonna let him. Um. So this will be good. This will be great, especially for many of you who haven't seen him wrestle. Um, he wrestles a little bit like his dad. You know, I've grew up watching his dad wrestle. Pretty good. So. This 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 is great, you know. And I'll just to let you guys know, AEW Dark is on every Tuesday on the AEW YouTube channel. And the plan for this week's AEW Dark, we have Joe Alonso, Brian Pierce, Tony Dante, Fabu Andre versus the Lucha Brothers and Butcher and the Blade, the four white hands. Then we have Brian Cutler and Peter Avalon teaming up to go against the Dark Order, Grayson and Evil Uno. You have Big Swole going against Raquel Chanel, Will Hobbs going against Orange Cassidy, Frankie Kazarian going against Luther, Michael Nakazawa going against Shawnee, Brian Pillman Jr. going against Sean Spear, which I think that's going to be a really good match, and Scorpio Sky going against Sir Pentico. Um, I think the Brian Pillman Jr. match is going to be the main event of that one. That's going to be a good match. So remember, AEW Dark is going to be, this week's AEW Dark is going to be on. Tuesday, uh, 7 Eastern, 6 Central, 5 Pacific on the AEW YouTube, YouTube channel. So that's going to be worth it to watch. And uh, New Japan. Uh, even though uh, the New Japan Cup is going on, already, questions have been uh, going around wondering, are they going to be doing the G1 Climax tournament this year? And a new video, I think I think yesterday or Friday, uh, the president of AEW, Harold uh, G., uh, as a result of the now postponed Tokyo Olympics, we are already deciding to move our annual G1 tournament, uh, uh, G1 Climax tournament, which traditionally would take place in the summer months, to the autumn. 
It is still on the calendar, although, again, venues and crowd uh, capacities will be depending on both our own and the local government guidelines. As of our previously scheduled tours, like the best of the Super Juniors, both fans and wrestlers alike were disappointed for their cancellations. All of those voices will be taken into account for the second half of this year as we look into uh, as we look into the present. Some uh, something the fans that matches, the something the uh, the fans that matches, or even surpass our initial plans. So this will be this is going to be good. Um, will they? Won't they? I if they're going to do it, I think they're going to have to do it how the way they're doing uh, the new Japan Cup. Um, and it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be that bad of a deal, you know, if they do it closed doors and, you know, no crowd and everything like that, you know, and the G1 Climax is really one of the most rigoring tournaments in wrestling today, an entire month's worth of wrestling, you know, no rest for the weary on that one. And, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And, uh, speaking of, we are going to look at um well to the main event right now we're going to be looking at all the previous nights of a lot of a lot of wrestling and then we're going to be picking winners and everything like that for the second nights so first let's start with the great american bash so the first night was actually really good i think uh i think it was really good ah excuse me um so just let's get let's get right to it so first we had Tegan Knox defeating Candice Lorraine, Dakota Kai, and Mi Ying, Mai Yim, in a four-way elimination to be the number one contender for the uh, for the NXT Women's Championship. I thought that was match of the night for them. That was a great match. I think it was really, really good. I thought this was better than the main event. Really good stuff. Okay, uh, Timothy Thatcher defeated Henri Larkins via submission. That was pretty good. Sadly to say that, I think... Larkin was injured in this or Thatcher. I can't remember, but, uh, or it could be both. So, all right. Uh, next we had, uh, Rhea Ripley defeated Elia. <sighs> Sorry, folks. And, uh, Robert Stone via submission. That's right. Uh, Dexter Loomis and defeated Roderick Strong in a strap match. Brutal, pretty good match. A brutal, pretty good match, more or less. I think someone else was injured in this match. I just can't remember. Uh, and also, Io Shirai defeated Sasha Banks. That one was okay, but I, I would still say the opening match was the best match of the night for that one. Um, really good, really good. If you haven't had a chance, watch it. Okay, and as of now, we only have three matches lined up for the card. We have Keith Lee um, going against Adam Cole in a winner-take-all match for both the NXT North American and Championship belts. Okay, next we have uh, Mia Yim and Candice Lorraine in the street fight. And then we have um, Brizango and Drake Maverick going against El Hijo de Fantasma. Is it El Hijo de Fantasma? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be a three-way dance with, uh, let me see, Raul Mendoza, Joaquin Wilde, and Santor Escobar, Santos Escobar. So that's what this, that's what they're doing on that one. So it's not that. <clears throat> so, and then 
moving on to AEW's Firefest wasn't wasn't bad. It was actually pretty good. It was really good and it's um those really great moments. There wasn't there was maybe like a match that I thought that eh could have been better. But uh excuse me. Long night, long day. But other than that, it was it was pretty good. So we got the Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus with Michael Stanton on the side, defeating MJF and Warlow. This was a good match. This was this was really good, but I think it's time for them to move on or Settle the score once and for long, and then move on from this feud. Um, we both know that Jungle Boy and MJF did a hell of a job wrestling singles now in tags. Luchasaurus and Wardor, uh, Wardlow. I think they could do maybe a couple more matches and end and end this feud later on. But uh, all in all, this is pretty good. Okay, we got Hikaru Ishida defeating against uh, defeating Penelope Ford. With Kip Sabian on the side for the women's AEW champion, World Championship, this was also a great, a great match. This was good. I think this was Penelope Ford's best match so far for the company. Uh, Sheeta really brought a, brought her A game, game in this one. Really good. Um, but still, both uh, both of these women put up a hell of a match on this one. Okay, so Cody defeating uh, Jake Hagar for the TNT Championship. Went a little bit too long for me, for my taste, but it was great storytelling, really good. Uh, the ending finish was okay. It goes, it, it, they might do another round, maybe later down on the road, who knows. But, uh, <sighs> sorry folks, but um, not bad. Then you had Private Party defeating the Inner Circle. Uh, yeah, the Inner Circle of uh, Santana and Ortiz. Another great match. This one was actually really good. And then, last but not least, for uh, for night one was uh, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page defeating the best friends, which I thought that was really really great match. I thought this was match of the night, especially to the entrance for the best friends. Um, Trent's mom dropping off um, Chucky T and Trent. Thought it was great. I thought that was funny. Um, but still, it was great tag team wrestling matches all around. So, for night two, which will be on the same day as the Great American Bash, will be Chris Jericho going against Orange Cassidy, Lance Archer with Jake the Snake Roberts going against Joey Janela, uh, Nyla Rose is going to be fighting someone, So we, but we don't know what type of stipulation of the match is going to be, so it'll be interesting. Uh, Cole Cabana and the Dark Order, Mr. Brody Lee and Stu Grayson, um, are going to go against uh, SCU, a six-man tag. FTR and the Young Bucks are going to team up to do a eight-man tag with going up against the Butcher and the Blade and the Lucha Brothers. And then I think this was going to be the main event as well. Um, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page, Adam Page, going against Private Party for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. This is going to be pretty... This I think this lineup is going to be good. The one that's in question mark is the Nyla Rose match because I don't know who she's going to be wrestling uh, could be Aja Khan, could be Awesome Khan coming back, could be, um, hmm, I don't know, any other, any other women from the locker room back, um, or a new signing that they just been hush-hush about it and just wanted to, wanted to introduce on here, who knows, so, um, we're just gonna wait and see on that one, yeah, and then not only that, we also have the New Japan Cup, going on the past three days have been crazy 
a lot of a lot of great matches, a lot of upsets. It's really good. And July eleventh, the final is going to be against Kazuchika Okada going against Evil. Kazuchika Okada went on to defeat uh, Hiromo Takahashi. That's from the peanut gallery. All right, so um, um, so the match was actually really good. They had to, it was stoppage. It was twenty seven ma- twenty seven minutes. It was just crazy, really good. I think Hiromo could have won this one, but you know what happened happened. And then Sonata lost to Evil via pin with a twenty minute, like just over the twenty minute mark. Um, still really great match and everything. And um, so it's going to be Kazuchika Okada going against Evil at Dominion. Uh, at, yeah, so it's going to be at Dominion in Osaka uh, Johal. And um, the first night of Dominion is just basically going to be, okay, whoever wins uh, between Okada and Evil, they're going to go against uh, Tatsuya Naito for the... IWGP Heavyweight Championship and Intercontinental Championship belts. Other two matches have already been announced for the uh, Dominion at Osaka Joha is the Golden Ace, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi. They're putting the titles on the line, the IWGP Tag Team Championships, going against members of Suzuki Gun, Taichi, and Zack Sabre Jr. Not only that, but uh, Shingo Tagaki is putting on, is putting his never open weight championship belt on the line. He's going to go against Sho, and remember, Sho beat a Tagaki in the new in the New Japan Cup, and that's going to be an interesting match because let's see, he can go two for two against uh, Tagaki. This is going to be interesting. This is going to be good, um, and with uh, we might have people in the audience for New Japan. But I'm okay with people not being in the audience for New Japan, especially for um, Dominion, because like the matches have been really good. They've been really great. Um, a hiccup here or two, but that's okay because the, the matches are still good and everything. Um, overall, I you know it's a good time to be a wrestling fan right now. It's a good time to be a wrestling fan because we have nothing but great wrestling coming up. Um, and uh, you know we got Slammer Rushery coming back from, coming up from Impact. Um, extreme rules for WWE, yeah, you know. Um, and then we're gonna have fight for the fallen right after uh, Fighter Fest, so that's gonna be great. So yeah, for for the next month or so, we're just gonna be having great wrestling, you know. So it's a good time to be a fan right now, especially when we're home. All right, and with that further. Now with that, we're done for this week. Thank you so much for listening to Russia Shoots. I hope you guys have a great time. I hope you guys had a great, wonderful 4th of July. Um, and then we'll be back next week for the rest of the results of the Great American Bash and Fighter Fest and see what else is going to going on right now in the wrestling world. So until then, I am Captain Katz. I hope you guys have a great time. Have a wonderful weekend. Have a great week. Stay safe out there. Put on your mask. Keep your physical distancing away. You know, be kind to others and everything. And, you know... Um, just be nice to one another out there. You know, a, a little bit of niceness can go a long way. All right? Okay. Until then, take care. Adios. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Katz, and welcome back to another episode of Red Shoe Shoots, where we talk about wrestling every time, all the time. And here with me, of course, is We Are Cats. Yo-ho! Okay, we have a lot of news to talk about wrestling. First things first, 
Uh, a big shout out and congratulations to Alexa Bliss. She just announced earlier today that she is engaged. So congratulations to her. And in case you don't know who she is engaged to, she is engaged to, I think, his name is musician Wendera. And she's not engaged to me. One year ago, we said hello tonight. I said yes. So, oh, um, yes. Um, what's his, um, uh, So congratulations to them. All right, um, so we're going to um, the time on this point I'm all over the weekend. It wasn't big, so they released on the week. Um, and it's sparking because you might say that she's been let go because she's being, she wants, um, she wants to believe that there needs to be a union for others. And if you don't believe me or you don't agree that she's right about it, they'll be treating their wrestlers. They're taking out of the they're being treated good. And it goes back to the show, Dr. Deschels, he's trying to promote it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm pulling the Deschels on her No, yeah. Uh, you know, and, um, and not only that too, but it's also too with the fact with, you know, um, that WWE's trying to control everything they're telling us. You know, from, from Twitch channels, OnlyFans, and, uh, Cameo, um, WWE just have their mini little hands on everything and they want to control everything because this is another form of income. You know, uh, when when this was happening, Paige was crying because this is her only income. This is like one income that she can, she can do because she can't wrestle anymore. She has to bring injury. This is a way of maintaining some, another form of income. That's not doing at all. You know? And Selena Vega, this is a normal... Like, Selena Vega wasn't doing this because she... So this was a way from her to distress herself, to get, to get, um, you know, to uh, make her fans feel acquainted with herself, you know? Kind of like a personal friendly space for her and her fans so they can just chill out and talk and stuff like that and play video games. And also, uh, it provides enough uh, mm-hmm. economic space that she can still, you know, go on, you know, the rest of her hat, you know, Yeah, and, and that's really right. And for the video, you know, oh, what's this you got here? <gasps> Making money? Without our help, no. Sign this new addendum to the contract, or you're, or you're getting the boot. Yeah. So um, Dave Meltzer talked about uh, he talked about what's going on with the thing. Here's what uh, Dave Meltzer said on the on the latest edition of the thing, um, Observer Report. I'll just I'll try to read this whole paragraph uh, verbatim. So uh, please excuse me. Uh, quote. So ev- so essentially, as everyone knows, the talent was given a time frame to get rid of their Twitch and Cameo accounts. Meltzer said. Uh, during that time frame, Zelina Vega didn't get rid of it, and she opened an OnlyFans account. The backstory on this, and it's funny because one person kind of me, when the thing on there are uh, a couple of women that are being with their social media, then they are with WWE, and they are going to be real interesting, and one of those was Zelina Vega. On her Twitch, she's making a lot of money, and so it's like, what do you do in that situation? And I think she made her choice, and they had to fire her, and then right before that she was fired and she made a tweet about how she's unionization which she said before I mean it's not like that's the first time she said that and that did play into some of it and now end quote yeah so yeah so this right now you know it you know WWE yes oh now we're sports entertainment this screwed him over yeah um and and you know jumping back forward you know it's kind of happening again only it's different it's not about you know, stuff like that. Now, um, you know they're doing other things for more income and they're forcibly control that income somehow like if they mm-hmm. weren't like, they'll do you know, they'll tell you what to do and how to do it blah 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 blah, blah. so you're getting that you know it's not fun anymore yeah you know you're, you're having a twitch channel under wwe and it's not work yeah and, and also yeah. um um they, they have to uh a cut from the earning to it and doing stuff like that. It is very, very much so, yes. Especially, once again, now that the coronavirus, you know, 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 you
case manager, she just wants to buy, or she's making money, and you know, like she's making money, and maybe this get away. I like with um Maradona, he put himself over by himself. This is like Cardinal Logan, you know, I'm with Zach Ryder, WWE. Mm-hmm. He put himself over organically by himself without WWE. What did he do then? Look what happened then. You know, I think this is just um she can go over and she has talent. She got promo good. Um, and not bad too, but this could have been like, to, for her channel. Like, okay, if she wanted to leave wrestling, you know, there's more options around her. Not only that, there's already been reports saying that of, of um, the Screen Actors Guild. Um, Gabriella. Gabriella uh, Car- Carters. Yeah. She tweeted out to us saying, hey, Selena Vega, thanks for standing strong for labor's uh, solidarity. I support you. Please email me. Screen Actors Guild got her back. Fans got her back. What the hell, WD? What the hell are you doing? Seriously. Are you, are you guys really that greedy or really that, that, you know, desperate? Well, in terms of what's going on right now, it's starting to look like they are desperate. And I'm just talking about ratings. No, we're talking about their ability to stay afloat. They're not telling us things. It looks like it's possibly happening. That they're kind of going down. Uh, and with this type of thing going on, it, 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 it makes them not only look weak, but of course, it makes them look very desperate into uh, staying afloat until we finally get to go out of our houses and say "whoopee" again mm-hmm. in a few years. We don't know, but yeah. they're trying. It looks. Hopefully, it doesn't go that way. You know, they try all the stops to control their revenue. Mm-hmm. You know, especially with the wrestlers and stuff. So it's. It just shows that they are they are starting to become very desperate. Yeah. So, just to let you guys know, she has she's under the ninety day non compete clause. So, you know, as of right now, once those ninety days are over, so say February, all right. So in February, she's gonna be one of the hottest commodities out there on the market. You know, for for like Impact, ROH, um, AEW. Or maybe she doesn't sign with any of them and decide to do the indies for a while. Or, you know, take a little breather from wrestling and then figure out what she's going to do next. So. Well, whatever you do, Selena Vegas, let you know, you know, we support you. We have your back, you know, and, and wish you the best of luck on what you're going to do next after, you, uh, you know, after your 90-day uh, non-complete clause ends up. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, more news in WWE. Uh, separate. It's. Chelsea Green, I I feel really bad for her. I really, really, really do because you know she makes her debut on SmackDown this past Friday, and she got she suffered another injury and it bro- it's basically a broken arm. Specifically, broken left wrist. Yeah. So yeah. So you know, she got hurt the next game. She got hurt again. Yeah, she so yeah, like in March of last year, she she uh, broke her arm and comes back. It's called the main roster. Gets injured on her match. You know, I feel really she's really great. She's really really great. You know, I hate to see this happen to her. You know, I really really do. I really do. But you know what? You know, speedy recovery. You know, you bounce back from the injury like this before, she can bounce back in again. Mm-hmm. You know, so just wish us the block. A speedy recovery from us here. Yeah. 
So not only that, but also uh, another person is injured and going to be signed for a while, and that is Brody. Uh, according to reports, which reports according to the data as well, that Brody is currently out of action with an injury. The injury is said to be related to his ankle. It happened during the match with, against Colodes on October 7th. So you know what? I can see that because it was a pretty dog, uh, a dollar match. And I think that's what he must have felt it. He must have been like really quick. You can just, you know, yeah. So, so um, yeah, so so that's going to be going on. Um, now that to the AEW. Uh, they announced uh, earlier this week AEW games. They shot a preview of the next wrestling game are going to come out. And the mobile games, AEW uh, Casino and also AEW um, Jeep. And what do you think of the game? Um, well, I know the wrestling game, you know, it's what But it's, it's still, you know, really worse. You know, like, right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. So it is, it, it, you know, once they sit out everything and um, hopefully they show more of the uh, game mechanics and stuff like that. I say it, it looks pretty uh pretty good. Uh, yeah. Find it. yeah, they're bringing it back to the team up with the did the early on SmackDown games, uh, No Mercy on 24, and virtual uh, pro wrestling, both classic games, really classic games. Um, and even the director from No Mercy and pro wrestling. Um, really awesome. This is really good. I like it. Check your match with smartphone. I thought that's a smart idea. Looks good. I like the GM mode. It's a really SmackDown game. You know, it puts you in a little You know, so it's like, you know, it's a good, you know, good time track. And uh, it's not, I'm not a casino game or something. You know, playing with real money, but you know, I play occasionally with some of the wrestlers on there to fun. Who knows? You know, we don't know, but uh, all we know is the fact that the GM the game and the console game, console wrestling game, they still don't work in progress. The casino is going to come out of the And then it was funny. It was like Brady Jobs when Jobs was using the iPhone and the iPod. Uh, I thought that was funny. And everybody's uh, interrupting uh, Kenny Omega. Yeah. Uh, not only that, um, they also made an announcement today. As we're going to do a contact list physically since moving this Wednesday. And it's going to be open at this place. Florida is reported that before Dynamite, Cody, uh, Cody Arnest, Archer, and Jake Roberts will be there, um, will be available for contact list and fit distance in recent Gates open at 30 uh, p.m. Eastern time and showtime at 7.30. Uh, no personal will be signed, photo taken by AWS, and made available for download. So, if you're going to be in the building Monday and you want to do... Oh, and it's free. It's a free and greet opportunity. Limited tickets available for ticket holders. So, if you guys are in Jacksonville for uh, this week and want to go do something, want, want to meet up with some of the wrestlers like this, you know, physically and contactless distance like that and want to get with them, now's your opportunity. So, you know, and I thought that's pretty cool. So, not only that, but they also say, when they drop a promo like back in the day promo video. And even got Tony Schiavone to, to do this and it was so classic. You know, you had like, it's like all elite wrestling, but it had like the you know Mid Atlantic wrestling. Mid Atlantic wrestling, yeah, they had the NWA, WCW type of style fonts and you know how he was giving up what's what's gonna be the card. Cody shows up, cuts a promo like Ric Flair back in the days. Well not exactly well, he, no, wasn't, no. he wasn't going <laughs> with all that. No, how the way like he presented himself, how the way he thought about his opponent and stuff like that. You know, kind of like that, like old school wrestling. Well, the captions, you know, are, are still there, like when, where, what's going to take place, what time does it start? Oh, man, it was awesome. I have to say, it was awesome. It, it, it brought back memories, good memories. Um, I want, and you know what? I don't mind if they do this. Like, what? Hold on. Would you want to see this every week, or would you want to see this once in a while? Hmm. How did the old schoolers do it? They did it like every week, didn't they? They did it once a week. Like during that show, they would promote next week's show. Hmm. I could probably say once in a while. So it'd be, it'd be too you know too much work they do it next week. Uh, unless of course uh, um, they're gonna plan on doing. 
Yeah, I plan on it if they can get ahead of themselves. So like, okay, so like the so like if go to Twitter, look at it. They, you know, if they do it like that, you know, like announce the card on Sunday for this upcoming Wednesday, I'm okay with that. I'm really okay because it builds it builds up what's what you're gonna expect on the show. You know, and have Tony Schiavone just doing it the way he did it back in the day. That was great. I wouldn't mind have I wouldn't mind like once in a while you see Tony Schiavone, and then once in a while you have Jr. Or have Jr. doing the interviews like he did it back in the day. <laughs> you know, that would be awesome. Oh man, that would be great. Uh, but still, I, I if you guys have like a couple minutes right now, go go look for it. Go watch it. You you you're in for a treat. You're in for a wonderful, wonderful treat. Yeah. And uh, into uh, new channel that uh, one of them is one positive thing, another is not a positive. So we're gonna get to the positive out of the way. I wouldn't say negative. I just think he kind of buried himself big time. Okay, so just let you guys know, it's hey, you guys are gonna get pissed. I was pissed when I read about this. So I know you guys will be too. Okay, so over the weekend at uh, ICW. An indie wrestler named Alex Ocean was doing, you know, The Three Amigos, which was basically made famous by Eddie Guerrero. So, you know, when people, you know, when you see wrestlers and stuff like that, The Three Amigos, they get up and they do, you know, the whole Eddie Eddie Guerrero pose and stuff like that. And people will cheer and they'd be like, you know, yeah, Eddie and all that. Like, okay. Here's what he did. During that match, he did The Three Amigos. And then he shouted after doing The Three Amigos. F. Eddie Guerrero. Obviously, the crowd did not like that. Would you not like that? Hello. Okay. This is what Alex, this is what Alex Ocean said after doing on Twitter. I would like to issue an apology for what was spoken by me during last night's show about Eddie Guerrero. During the heat of the moment, I made a very tasteless comment in an attempt to attain cheap heat. I apologize to me and everybody else I have offended. What I said was completely out of line, and I promise to do better going forward. And this is just after they did a fifth anniversary of passing. Cheap heat my ass. It's called being disrespectful. And he's already eating right by people. And people are saying this guy just already ended his own career, or buried him big time. Because it looks like a lot of people are not even trying to contact him to book him. So. Yeah. Sucks to be that guy. And one more set of news before we get to some wrestling results. The Wrestling Observer just announced their five new entries into their Hall of Fame. So this was this was uh, interesting because uh, the entries are good. You have to you have to have like a certain percentage of voting to get in. So, this is the class that got in this year. You have Medico Asesino, who has six votes. 64%. 64% of the votes. Karloff Lagarde. Lagarde. Lagarde had 61. In Japan, Junakiyama had 60% in. And Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. Got in with 61. So, that 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 is, you know. Oh, and the fifth the fifth entry was um, Dan Koloff. 
So, and here's a, here are the people who are eligible for next year's ballots: Nikki Bella, Doral Dixon, Bill Dundee, Seth Rollins, Kazuchika Okada, John Moxley, the Hollywood Blondes of Buddy Roberts and Jerry and Jerry Brown, Octagon, La Paca, the AAA version, and Psycho Clown. Oh man, I think everybody's gonna vote a lot more, more preferably for the, the Mexican side. I mean, the most. No, they have their own category. They have their own category. Well, then that's gonna be very hard. Yeah. La Parca and uh, the triple A La Parca. Yeah. So, this is gonna be interesting. Yeah, like I said, this is gonna be very interesting. Um, to get uh, for next year. And in case if you're wondering who was last year's entries, last year's entries were as followed: Ultimo Guerrero, mm-hmm. Viano Tres, Doctor Wagner Jr., Jim Crockett Sr., <laughs> Gato, Bearcat Wright, and Paul Pons. Oh, and also. Uh, let's see. Los Misioneros de la Muerte. So it's El Signo, El Tejano, and Negro Navarro. Ooh. Yeah. So. So they, yeah, so this was a good class. So, you know, congratulations to all of them who entered in, in the Wrestling Observers Hall of Fame 2020. Now we get into wrestling. Now to results. Okay. So, yesterday, we, uh, like, um, I'm going to be honest with you guys, we 100% totally forgot that uh, Impact had a turning point yesterday. Um, just going to be honest, we forgot. Um, we just saw a couple highlight reels and everything, and so, but still, it was it looked good. It looked really great. I'm definitely going to try to watch it all this week. So, we're just going to break down uh, the results, and here are the results. And uh, note, there is no pre-show, um, I guess, match. They just went straight to it. Mm-hmm. So we have a singles match with uh, Eddie Edwards, and he defeated uh, Daivari. Mm-hmm. Just, keep, just roll them out. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 in the tag team match, uh, Rosemary and uh, Taya Valkyrie, uh, they defeated Tennille Dashwood and Jordan Grace with uh, Caleb with a K on the side. Uh, Brian, next singles match. Brian Myers defeated Swaggle. Another tag team match. Chris Sabin, Sabin and uh, James Storm defeated Triple uh, XL, uh, AC Romero, and Larry D. Then we have the singles match for the Impact X Division Championship uh, with the champ uh, Rohit Raju retaining his title by defeating Cousin Jake, who had Co- uh, Cody Deaner by his side. Then the singles match. Willie Mack defeated Moose by disqualification. Uh, then we have the tag team match for the Impact World Tag Team Championship. Uh, the Good Brothers, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, they defeated uh, uh, the champs, uh, the North, uh, Ethan Page and Josh Alexander. So we have new champions. Congratulations. Uh, the no disqualification match for the Impact Knockouts Championship with Diana Purazzo defeated the champ Sue Young. Congratulations. And the singles match for the Impact World Championship with Rich Swan retaining his title because he was a champ against Sammy Callahan. All right. Well, like I said, um, 
all great matches. They looked really great. Um, you know, if you guys have time to watch it, watch it. It's really good. Like I said, we just only watched a couple of highlights of all the matches and stuff like that. So we're definitely gonna, I'm definitely going to watch this later. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be interesting. And then not only that, but we also have uh, New Japan. Uh, the World Tag League 2020 and the best of the Super Juniors 27. So they just had night one of both in one big show. So and here are the results of um, of the shows. Uh, I'm trying to uh, because uh, you know the, literally their X's and O's are different than our X's and O's. You know, who's the winner? Who's the loser? And. Uh, Okay, now I see how they cleared up. Okay, so we have the tag team of Toru Yano and Tomoro Ishii. Uh, the circle means that they won against the team of Chase Owens and Bad Luck Fale. So one win is two points, and zero, you know, zero, you know, the loss is uh, nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we had uh, Master Wato, and it looks like he defeated the, his challenger, Yuya Uemura. Yeah, a young lion. And um, this match was for the best of the Super Juniors tournament. So Master Wado has two points. Wait, what was the first one with Toru Yano? Um, oh, no, it's just a 30-minute limit regular tag team match. No, it wasn't. Oh, it was World Tag Team, World Tag League. Yeah. Okay. So so the third match is for the World Tag League 2020. Uh, Toa Henare with uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi going to get, uh, well, they lost. Against Jeff Cobb and Great Okan, and the match time, get this, 2 minutes 28 seconds. And I guess they did Tour of the Islands to finish it off. Yeah. And it looks like Jeff Cobb is joining um, Will Ospreay's new uh, faction, the Empire. So this is pretty interesting. So. So we just can't. Well, this will be good to see. So. Where, where is this going to lead? So, Up next, we have a uh, fourth match, and this one's for the best of the Super Juniors Tournament. We have Robbie Eagles' uh, victory against Doki. Yep. Next match is for the World Tag League 2020. Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto. Uh, they lost against the champs of Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi. Mm-hmm. Up next, the uh, best of the Super Juniors Tournament match. Show. Um, he's the victor against Bushi. Up next, the seventh match, World Tag League 2020 match. Son, uh, Sonata and Shingo Takagi of Los Ingobernables de Japón. They lost to the team of Yujiro Takahashi and Evil. And another match for the Super Juniors. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ryusuke Taguchi actually won against El Desperado. Via pinfall. Mm-hmm. Uh, ninth ninth uh, match, uh, World uh, Tag League. Uh, the team of David Finley and Juice Robinson. They are victorious over Tangaloa and Tamatonga. Yeah, they defeated the GOD. Mm-hmm. All right, and another match for the best. And the main of. Okay, so the GOD going against uh, Dave Finley and Juice Robinson. That was the main event for the. World Tag League 2020, and this is the main event for the best of the Super Juniors Tournament. And this was night one, right? Night one. It is Hiromu Takahashi and 
uh, clocking in at 20 minutes 6 seconds he defeated Taiji Ishimori with the time bomb yeah so that's just night one that's just night one so it looks like it's going to be pretty good so it's going to be interesting Right, and then last but not least, we have Survivor Series, and so Survivor Series is this upcoming weekend. Well, next week actually. Yeah, next Sunday, and it's already been announced that the Undertaker is going to show up. This is going to be this is going to be his final, hopefully, please, hopefully, his final appearance for WWE. That he could retire peacefully, hopefully. Like we said, the friend on this. No, seriously. He did the same thing. Is he going to retire? And No, no, no. I think he is going to officially retire because this is where he made his debut. Ah. So, so 30 years. So, and here are the matches and we're just going to take a pick. So. Five on five men's Survivor Series elimination match. So, we just have uh, Team Raw of AJ Styles, Keith Lee, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Riddle. <sighs> Matt Riddle. Yes. Versus Team SmackDown of Kevin Owens, Jey Uso, Keen Corbin, Seth Rollins, and someone to be determined. Okay, so two things for this one. Uh, they might replace Seth Rollins because he's going to take leave. Or after this match, he might leave. It could be that he, lo- he'll, you know, because of him, his team will lose. Maybe. And, you know, probably blame him and then, oh, well, I'm, I'm leaving, you know, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something yeah. like that. Okay. Uh, then we have the women's version, 5-on-5 five five, uh, Survivor Series elimination match with Team Raw of Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, and Lana. <laughs> through a table. Versus Team SmackDown of Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and two members to be determined. So they better do that to go home show on SmackDown this Friday for the last two members. So, mm. yeah. Yes. Uh, and then we would have a... An, these are not in order. And we don't we don't know if they have a pre-show and card is subject to change. Champion versus champion. So all of these are champion versus champion. From here on or out. Here on out. Or champions versus champion. You know, tag team. So here are... Um, for the Intercontinental Champion, we have Bobby Lashley. Oh, Bobby Lashley, uh, Raw U.S. Champ, versus Sami Zayn of SmackDown's Intercontinental Champ. This is, this is going to be interesting. This is going to be a good match. Um, if anything, they might give it to Lashley to build up more prestige for the U.S. Championship. But Sami Zayn just came back, and they really need to bring the, the IC belt back up again so this will be interesting which way they'll go mm-hmm. but usually from history from a historical point of view usually raw wins a lot of these matches so i would say give this one to raw mm. but i could be wrong so then we have champions versus champions uh team of the new day uh, uh kofi kingston and xavier woods uh raw tag team champs versus the SmackDown Tag Team Champs, the Street Profits of Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford. Then winners, we, winners' choice on you no, know, it's it's dealer's choice on this one. You could pick, you could pick which team because I know that I think this match could be the match of the night because they're both great tag teams. Mm. They both can do a lot of stuff in the air, so you know it'll be interesting to see where they go on this one. Yep. Then we have uh, the women's champion versus champion match. 
Asuka, the Raw Women's Champ, going against Sasha Banks, the SmackDown Women's Champ. This will be another. This is another good match. Um, I okay. I want Asuka to win, but I think they're gonna let Banks win because she finally defended and and defended the title. Because usually she would lose the title right after she wins it, and she just and she defended it and beated um, Bailey for it, you know. So I think she might go two and zero defending it. So. Unless it's like a disqualification because yeah. Bailey somehow ruins it. Oh, we'll have a another rematch or blah blah blah. <sighs> you know what? I was gonna say don't jinx it, but then again, I'm like, this is WWE. <laughs> And speaking of, um, this could possibly be the main event, champion versus champion. Randy Orton, Raw's, Raw's uh, champ, going against uh, Roman Reigns, SmackDown's Universal champ with Paul Heyman. I give it to Orton. Yeah, but what I don't realize... Need, like, don't, don't get me wrong, like the Roman Reigns tribal chief thing, it, it's pretty good, it's interesting and all that stuff, but um, Orton has... I think Orton is going to win it because they they they. <sighs> Sorry, Sorry, folks. Um, I think they're like I said, <clears throat> they're going to give it to Orton because he they're going to find a way to build this up with his with 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 Orton because he doesn't have anybody to challenge him. They could give it. They might make him lead into Keith Lee or something like that. But this is a good way to show that Orton's still on top. He's still the top guy, you know. Would would this peg down Roman Reigns a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. But remember, this isn't storyline. This is brand against brand, mm. you know. So, and what 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 what, what is kind of like like what kind of like what the hell you know with all these possibly the main event, main events stuff like that? What about the Undertaker? I mean, he did debut in 1990. No, they say that he is going to come out. He is going to make an appearance. He's going to make one final appearance. They don't know if it's going to be a segment or this is, or he's just going to go in the ring, says his goodbyes, leave you know, just leave it all in there on the ring and walk away, you know. So, what about if he has a final match here? And better be a hell of a squash match. That's for damn sure. Mm. So, yeah. So to let you guys know, next week we'll be doing. A review of Survivor Series, tell you what we think about it, and so on and so forth, and also keep you up to date on the best of uh, the best of the Super Juniors and best of the World Tag League as well from New Japan. Mm-hmm. So, all right, so there we go, there we have it, folks. Hope you guys had a great time listening to us. Oh, and what about next week after? Ah, oh, don't worry, don't worry. All right, so yeah, so next week, um, you know, Thanksgiving and stuff like that. So. Uh, we'll take like a little mini break from that, and then we'll just be right back. No worries, no biggies. Just a week. Yeah, you know, Thanksgiving. You know, you know, just be home with your families and friends and stuff like that. You know, just we'll spend save time those with messages until next week. Well, no, I'm just saying. You know, that's all day. All right. So there we go. There you have it, folks. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Red Shoe Shoots. I hope you guys had a great time with us. And everything, um, like I said, we'll be here next week talking about what we thought about Survivor Series, what we like, what we didn't like. Going to be mostly what we didn't like. Not surprising. It's WWE. You know. mm-hmm. Worst thing that can happen: all the ending, all the finishes are going to be predictable. 
by a mile away. That was pieces. That would be so horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or it could be worse. It could be the Hell in the Cell with, Roman, with uh, Seth Rollins and the Fiend. There's a no DQ. It's no DQ yet. It was a DQ. God, they will never, um, never let that shit in. No all one right. will. Yeah. All right. So until then, hope you guys have a great time. Hope you guys have a great week. Stay safe out there. Keep your physical and social distancing. Wear a mask when you go outside, ladies and gentlemen, and be kind to one another out there. I am Captain Cats. And I am We Are Cats. Thank you guys so much. You guys hope you have a great week and keep on watching wrestling. Yo ho. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Cats. And We Are Cats. All right. Welcome back to the show. Okay. So, uh, just to let you guys know, we're going to take like a little short leave this week. So, we're not going to be having any reviews or anything like that this week on the blog. So, um, due to uh, Turkey Day coming up. So, that's what we're just letting you know. But then afterwards, we'll be right back next week. The following week for our annual best and worst of of the year. Not counting uh, COVID. That's right. So, so without further ado, let's get on with this show. So we're gonna we got a couple things to talk about this weekend, and they're pretty important ones. So first and foremost, we're gonna talk about Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. So we all know that last week they had the final um, Night City Wire um, episode, which was pretty interesting and everything. They showed how you know how. Um, the game was being made and everything, and also how we saw Keanu Reeves being Johnny Silverhand, you know, and all that, which was interesting. But, but it was the other segment, the other video that they released a little bit earlier, which was the more interesting one, when they were actually showing gameplay. But they were showing on the gameplay based on the Xbox One and the Xbox Series X. That was the interesting one because, you, um, as you were saying uh, when we were talking about this, that you noticed, like, uh, you noticed some certain things, right? Yeah, I told you that uh, um, the um, the uh, series what X? Yeah, it was a series. It was a lot more clearer, a lot more crisper. The shading, you can clearly see the shadings. You know, like there's mm-hmm. some reflection because of the lights. You can see that. Whereas in, uh, what, what did they use? The, the Xbox One. The Xbox One. Um, you can't really see that type of shading. You can barely see it. Yeah. Especially and, and, when it comes to like, the water and the lights and stuff. Yeah, like that and, the type characters, of and the characters, believe it or not, they kind of look a bit choppy mm-hmm. as compared to when you see that same footage on the uh, Series X. Um, no, they're not choppy. It's more fluid. Uh, right. You, you don't see the blockiness of the approximation to the human body. It's like more refined right and that's the peanut gallery everybody um and um but the one thing that i kind of was really puzzled at was um the gameplay fight footage the shooting footage they showed it only on the xbox one they didn't show it on the xbox series x so that kind of made me want to like okay why did they do that that I don't know either. Um, I didn't really notice it until I saw the replay, and I'm like, "Wow, that's curious." And yeah. So, uh, did uh, CD Projekt Red say anything about it afterwards? You know, like, "Oh, we're working out some kinks" or something like that. Like, or was there something actually really going on with the kinks? You know, right? Like the infamous Avengers glitches and stuff like that. What if something <laughs> like that were to happen during Series X gameplay? Eh, it could be worse. 
Well, we don't know. It could, no, it could, it could be WWE 2K20 worse. Ugh. <laughs> but, you know, CD Projekt Red is not like that. You know, if they're probably not going to show their mistakes, but if there are mistakes, they'll probably say it publicly, and then they'll fix it up. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there was, like, a day one patch, you know. So let me ask you again, because mm-hmm. uh, you didn't answer the question earlier. Um, because of, you know, do you think there's something wrong? And have they said something uh, Maybe official about that? Like, did someone say, hey, what's going on with the difference between the two? And, and did they actually publicly say something about it? No, they haven't said anything about it yet. But they also, um, I bet what they're trying to do is just they're showing it off on the current gen consoles. And they want to surprise, they want you to be surprised if you own, luckily, if you do own Wink Wink. Uh, a series, uh, an Xbox Series S or a Series X or a PS5. Um, didn't show any gameplay on uh, PC, but that's a whole, that's a whole different beast right there. Oh yeah, you know. So, but um, maybe it's just like you know, they, they you want to be surprised. They want to surprise you. You know, hmm. that's always been, that's always been an interesting thing. Um, and also. Um, Sticking with Cyberpunk 2077, there's been reports already that people that there are copies out in the wild. You can actually get a copy of Cyberpunk 2077. And when is their release date supposed to be? Uh, two weeks, two three weeks. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Oh. Um. And people. And, and oh, here's a good a good example. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Uh, um, at, um, at we above uh, 22 hours ago and mm-hmm. here's a tweet he said I quote he said some dumbass stole a retail copy of Cyberpunk 2077 and live streamed it for 20 minutes before it got taken down lol mm-hmm. um, it doesn't look like I don't know if it's Twitch. I mean, I recognize Nico Nico, but this is definitely not Nico Nico. It's possibly he's using Twitch or something like that. Right. So and it doesn't look. Yeah. It's so. Right, as we speak, uh, I mean, this, this tweet was 22 hours ago. So yeah, it may be down, but if people were, if people kind of like, let me know, if, the if, latest. <laughs> yeah. No, but still, like I was saying, so just the latest tweet. Um, I want to be surprised. You know, this is like the first 22 minutes of the game. Um, but I bet you people already, like, recorded it, like, downloaded it before it got stripped down. And, um, and on top of that, too, you know, like, you said it was stolen. Other people saying that there's, like, copies out there in a while now. Like, people are breaking street date release. So, um, that's going to be interesting to see how that's going to happen. And uh, not only that as well, um, if you're big fans of the of uh, Tabletop... Uh, also, too, that's already been released, both physical and digital copies of the new Cyberpunk Red. Um, and um, you know, if you can't, if you, if you, you know, you got a couple weeks away, you want to get your Cyberpunk fix, go get yourself a copy of uh, Cyberpunk Red. Yeah, I'm reading. Well, I'm not going to say it because there's a lot of tweets, the latest tweets, and they're just talking about. Uh, certain objects. Uh, I was talking about Keanu Reeves. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but mm-hmm. they're, they're already talking. And I'm just saying, and a bunch of uh, dummies who uh, like the first one, you know, 
they probably had their address out and they're streaming it and stuff like that. So, yeah. So I like if you don't want to be spoiled or anything like that or spoilers, don't bother to find that. Like I don't want to know. <laughs> I want to experience it when it comes out. No, I'm just surprised about the you know like I just told you the the one with you know, someone posting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Live gameplay. It's yeah. So. But yeah, but like I said, there's three weeks away. If you if you want to get your Cyberpunk fix, go get yourself a copy of Cyberpunk Red. Um, there's there's the Jumpstart edition, and then there's the full full on edition. I have the Jumpstart one, really great. I love it. I really enjoy it. I'm planning on getting a copy of the of the physical book because, uh, like I said, I've been I played the original series, the the original tabletop game, for years, and it still holds up well. So. It's very near and dear to my heart, next to um, Warhammer and Path and Pathfinder and such, and D and D and such. Mm. So, so other than that, let's move along. Um, sticking in gaming, the PlayStation Five. There's been a lot of criticism going on with 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 the debacle right now of the shipment and pre-orders and cancels and stuff like that. So let's here's a quick little rundown of the news around the world, according uh, for PS5 owners. Uh, Amazon UK people who uh, customers who ordered who pre-ordered who got lucky who were lucky enough to get a PS5 um, instead of getting their PS5 they were getting a big box like you think it's a PS5 they open it up it's toys produce. Products, blenders, you know, and they're wondering, hey, what the hell? <laughs> a classic Christmas prank. Well, actually, that's not even a prank. It's a Christmas gift. You yeah. know, hey, a Nintendo! Bricks or clothes or something like that. <laughs> yeah, you know. The only problem is, whew, you can't really get a... We can't really get... People can still get away with that in this age, and it just shows, at least in the UK, and that ain't cool. No, yeah, and so they're right now, so they're saying, uh, according to The Guardian, that they're already going to look into the situation of the numerous amount of people saying that, yeah, I ordered a PS5, here's here's my online receipt, you know, I got an email, you know, my expectations, here's my reality, you know. So they're going to be going to that. Not only that as well, but there's always there's been situations also in Japan where they say that that most some stores in Japan say that they do have a certain amount, but then when the day up when the day of they're just like, um, yeah, we kind of have a problem. Yeah. So it's not only that. Um, as uh, stated, like in Japan, there was one store, there was a report, um, I think it was NHK that I read this or not, or Gimetsu, but I can't remember. But um, they're saying that uh, certain uh, Japanese retailers, they uh, Sony said that they were promised to get certain amount, set amount of uh, PS5s physically to sell. But then when they get their shipment in, it's like, hey, we're missing a couple pallets. Oh yeah, about that. Um, um, we'll get back to you on that. And there's some game news from Game Wadai uh, underscore com. 
um, on Twitter hash, um, hashtag uh, at sorry, mm-hmm. and it's in Japanese, but I, you know, translated by Google. It says CEO quote a game that makes full use of the PS5's performance should appear around 2022. Yeah, so yeah, and not only that too, but also here in the United States, there's also reports of you know certain retailers saying that they were going to get PS5s and then they're like automatically had to cancel people's pre-orders because it turns out they're not going to be getting any. Mm-hmm. No. And take an example of uh, um, some guy called uh, Wario, at Wario64 two hours ago. He says, doesn't seem to be live but the PS5 bundle at BJ's was just listed. And uh, I'll briefly talk about it. PS5 bundle with bonus dual sensor, dual sense wireless controller, and Spider-Man Miles Morales Ultimate Launch Edition. Uh, six hundred thirty-nine ninety-nine. Yeah. So. And also Coles, Coles, um, Bruce reportedly is giving back refunds for people who pre-ordered it because they had to like, okay, we have to cancel everyone's orders because it looks like we're not going to be getting any. <sighs> yeah. So. Not looking good right now. Oh yeah, it's really not looking good. I mean, don't. I mean, eventually I will save up enough money to get it, but don't expect any kind of review from us at least any time until sometime in 2021. Yeah, that's all we gotta say. But by then, you know, like, why even bother? Because everything has been kind of been said. Unless we discover something, like you can light cigarettes with it or something. I don't know. Eh, I don't know. But it, it, it appears to me that the new that the current gen, I think I think people who have current gens, during, like well, let, let me current gens, no, no 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 current gens I'm I'm referring to right now as uh, PS4s and Xbox Ones. I think the majority of them are just like I can wait. Uh, seeing what's going on with with both with, with the release dates for both new consoles, it's like. I can wait. Well, look at me. I mean, the only difference is back then I was patiently waiting, you know, and then the Sony fiasco. Now I'm <laughs> impatiently waiting, but at the same time, it's like I'm already moving on to different stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, got a new TV. I have to, you know, since it doesn't have a good old-fashioned uh, composite, you know, cable input, you know, I had to adjust, you know, my wallet to com- accommodate those things. So I'm moving away. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, um, moving on. Oh yeah, it's just basically like that. Is when I think the one thing that's hurting Sony the most lack of organization of release. They had it just fine until that period. You know when they announced it. Oh, and, oh, no, I'm just saying. And then right when they. Um, I guess it was what eight o'clock here, midnight in the east at Standard Time, and then. Well, it's not. No, it's not that. It's just okay. Almost an entire year, they went silent, radio silence, and then they did the the GDC uh, conference about it, and it's just like, mm, yeah, and like that was like in February, March of this year. And then they kept quiet, mm. and then they're like, "Oh, okay." Like I, like I was saying, they were playing Cartman Land, and they played a hell of a game of Cartman Land. 
Yeah, except it didn't work this time. Oh no, it didn't work. It backfired on them completely. It was it was a huge backfire, and it it just you know people is like okay, people are mad because because what Sony Sony couldn't do it right, you know. But then now you look, but now looking at it now, it's just like you know what? I think I'm okay. I didn't get one because there's all these reports of people not getting theirs or they're getting canceled, and then yeah, it was a bit. Oh, excuse me. Well, you know, like, it was reassuring, you know, I remember how I was mega pissed, and I was like, well, I'm not the only one, so, okay, I guess I'm in a larger boat, so, yay, I'm not alone. Yeah, no, and not only that, too, but there was reports that um, the kit that was given out to people to test try and stuff like that for reporters, that died. <laughs> and then on top of that, there's been numerous reports of uh, people who actually own ones. They can't put, it's, it's advised that you can't put it on rest mode. Oh yeah, I get, told you that the PS5 actually says you know be careful when you put it on rest. I'll put me on rest mode or something. Yeah, I never had a problem with that with my PS4. Never. It's still on rest mode right now. It hasn't given me any problems at all. And then, okay, you can't smoke around it. Same thing with the Xbox, the, the new Xbox. You can't smoke around it. And wasn't there a report, or I think you already said it here or, or on mm-hmm. the blog site that. Uh, um, the chip that they're you know the PS5 chip that they're using now it's like it just went like Rice Krispies for some reason no 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 I said the water the, okay so the coolant the supposed um, heat sink the cooling system that they're that they're using I said it was total rubbish and you showed me that video there and, there were, and you were defending it it's like no 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 it looks really cool I'm like no 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 it's crap it's, it's going to it's going to burn out it's not going to help it cool down and then there's been reports of like, yeah, the system's hot. It's really hot. <laughs> I've only played it for like about an hour or so. And yeah, I can hear the fans like, and I can feel it from like five feet hot air coming out of the machine. And by touching them just on the top of it, it's like, yeah, it's really hot. Yeah, they did a horrible design on, 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 the, on, the, heat, on the cooling system, you know. They they could if they were gonna do something like that they should have took a page from the Raspberry Pi, you know, uh, the like the, the keyboard, the keyboard doesn't have that that Raspberry Pi keyboard. Oh, the new one. Yeah, the four hundred. Yeah, yeah, the four hundred. Yeah, it doesn't have a heatsink. It doesn't have. No, it does have a heatsink. No, but, no, but, no, no, no. But it's small. No, no, yeah, it's a small heatsink. But nevertheless, it's like you could just say it just doesn't have one. See, it doesn't have a heatsink. It doesn't have. Um, fa- a built-in fan or anything, or or a cooling system at all whatsoever, and it, and the and people have been test trying it. The hottest the machine has gotten was just like relatively. I'm trying to remember like from 40. someone else, like fifty something Celsius. Yeah, but at but even but, then, it's like well, you can kind of, like if you have it on your lap, it's like well, well, this is a little bit hot, but it's not. It's like, like a little. It's like lukewarm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's lukewarm, but it's not like comparing to like a PS5 or an Xbox Series X or an Xbox Series S. You know, put that on your lap. You're like, ah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna get like first degree burns off of this. Yeah. You know? I'm gonna. It's gonna burn my skin. Not. Yeah. It's not gonna be like, like super burnt, but yeah, it's gonna hurt. You know. So. I, I swear I, I mean, I'm already waiting for it already anyways the uh, Pi 400 
Yeah, so, so yeah, but I, I'm just like, I was really baffled that you told me, oh no, that's the heat sink. And I'm like, that's horrible. <laughs> See, lesson learned. Mm. They didn't put well, any effort into it. Oh, I did. No, they well, didn't. Uh, well, I, well, I know that they didn't. Well, especially with the, uh, I told you about the, uh, I think we, we said it a few like uh, podcasts ago about the Japanese YouTubers and, and how come they're uh, <laughs> selective, you know, when it comes to editing their stuff. Yeah, but then they came out saying like, "Well, it was that no? Well, we are in a. For some reason, our room was pretty cold." Yeah. See, because because yeah, because they knew they screwed up on it. They were trying to cut costs. You know, well, could have just put in the fan. No, they did. No, 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 they didn't. They didn't. Well, a fan that works. No, they didn't. If if they had a fan that worked, then why it still overheats? Mm. See. Cutting corners. Uh, okay. Um, and the last topic today we're going to be talking about is the Animaniacs reboot. Came out on what? Um, this past Friday. Yes. Uh, of recording, yes. This past Friday recording. And, um, yeah. Uh, I, I'm just going to come out and say this. Okay. Um, first off, the animation. It looks great. It looks good. You know, it it, it um, it's very colorful. It's tasteful. Um, it flows really good. So I, I'll give kudos to the animation department and stuff like that. Mm. The writing. No, let me let me put it let me put it this way. Okay. Uh, the things that I liked about it, the animation is wonderful. Pinky and the Brain, great. They've never, it's, it's like they never were gone. You know, they just picked up where they left off. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I thought that was great. You know, um, I thought that I thought that was great. They never skipped a beat. And, you know, they weren't, they, they weren't really forced down your throat. You know, mm-hmm. that's what, I, I, I think that was great. Um, but here's what I didn't like about it. One, they try too hard. It's like they're trying too hard to like say, "Yeah, we're a reboot." We know we're a reboot. We're trying to make fun of it. That we're trying to make fun of ourselves. That we that we know that we're a reboot. They're trying they're to making, be way making too, fun of the concept of the reboot while doing a reboot about the reboot. Right. Not only that too. Um, They, they even said it too. Yeah, we wrote the yeah the script was written like two years ago, you know, and yeah, a lot of the jokes were hit and miss. Yeah, and um, not not only that too, but some of the songs weren't really that memorable. They weren't that memorable. No. You know, the gags were not that great. Um. I, love I mean, we only went up to which episode? No, I actually finished the rest of them. And I, but the but, structure is mostly the structure as a whole. You know, going through the whole thing. I haven't finished the whole thing, but but it yeah. looks like the mostly it's mostly about the Warners, right? With a bit of Pinky in the Brain where it's necessary. Yeah, and and yeah, and uh, they had this other one. Um, 
Skywalking Cindy, like this other one, like this little girl, and 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 you know she's playing with like a doll, like a doll, but it's actually like an alien, mm. wants to take over the world or something like that. Um, that one's nice too. That's a little breath of fresh air. It's a little different, but um, but the thing is, um, I think one of the huge is the huge disappointments I think on this one is there's no supporting cast. Yeah, and they addressed it in one in one uh, like a skit. Yeah, and it showed. It really, really showed. Um, okay, so let's put it this way: the original Animaniacs was kind of like watching vaudeville, you know, and it really did. And vaudeville, it was basically one big variety show. You know, you had you had your MC for the night. You had your band that played the music for the night, and then you had your acts. You know, like boop 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 intermission, and then the second half boop 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 boop, and a big finale. Right? See, the Animaniacs, the the, the, the original run of the Animaniacs, they had like about maybe like four, five, six skits. You know. Oh, and don't forget about the political. Uh, political jokes because we grew up and they usually flew past our heads but they were funny no well it was not only that you had you had your political satire you had your musical uh, so okay so political satire either Pinky and the Brain or the, or the Warners right then you had your musical element of, of Vaudneville read and run you know you had your burlesque you, you, you like you had your uh, burlesque femme fatales you know, hello nurse, I'm Minerva Mink. Mm-hmm. And then, not only that, but you also had your comedy duels, your comedy skits. You know, like, the good feathers, the hippopotamus, the the mimes. Um, oh, Mr. Mime and uh, uh, Mr. Skullhead. Mr. Mime and Mr. Skullhead. Um, Slappy and Skippy Squirrel. <laughs> um, and then, also, too, uh, and also, too, you kind of had, like, um, also, like, a little song, a little dance, a little juggling and everything, like, Buttons and Mindy. Hell, well, since you finished the whole thing, have you even seen the Wheel of Morality yet? No, no, no. See, that that was also too. That's also that was also part of Bonneville. You had like a little game, like some like for example, this is what I did um, to to explain to you guys. Okay, so like a Bonneville show would be like this. So you would have like an opening actor MC, and I actually did some time and research. How would a vaudeville show was, show would be set up? Vaudeville, Va- yeah, vaudeville. A vaudeville show was set up, and I'm gonna be, um, you know, uh, we our cats are gonna be naming off how it would set up, because and what would the, and what would the uh, acts and everything like that. And a lot of famous people, you didn't. A lot of famous people actually came out of this, that played huge roles later on, and you know when it came to comedy, to acting, to. Um, Little bits of uh, music and everything like that. So, so this is how it would how this is how would a a, a show would start up. So, so like the so we would have an opening act and the MC would be Milton Berle. Yeah, he was there. That's how he got started. So, and as for the music for the entire show, um, Gap, Gap it, Calloway. Gap Calloway. That's where you got to start too. And then they would present the first act. It would be 
Abbott and Costello doing their comedy skit. Right. And then the second act would be the uh, Andrew sisters, which would be singing. Then following was the third act. They would have uh, Long Tack Sam, and he does magic tricks. Right. And then the fourth act, before the intermission, you have Meg Quinstall. Uh, Quistel. And many of you who don't know, she was the original voice of Betty Boop and, and Olive Oil from Popeye. And this is how she got her break. And she did, and you know, and she did comedy. She was, and she did comedy. She was a comedy actress, and so she she would just do like a little bit, a little sit, you know, stand up. You know, intermission comes, band plays, and then. So you know, the band plays. You know, opening. You know, and then the opening act for the second half. Um, before the first act of the second half, you would have uh, Enrico Rostelli. Who is a juggler and an acrobat? Then your first act, you have Joe Madden, not the football player. Um, That's he was John Madden. Yeah. Um, who was Joe Madden? Cool Joe. Uh, but that's all right. Um, you know, he was a juggler, he was a comedian, he was a clown, and he was a character actor. So, you know, you're just going to have big, lots of laughs and fun. In the second act, you would have. Fred Russell, who was just a ventriloquist, but and, but he was the father of modern day of ventriloquism, you know. And then the fourth act, you uh, you would have uh, Bessie Wayne. She was the the lady deity of Von, uh, Vaudeville. She she, uh, she was like basically like the gold standard. She was like the standard for females who wanted who was going to go into Vaudeville. She um, did a lot. And she took some of the took some of the girls who were going in there under her wing and showed them, hey, this is what you should do, what you shouldn't do, and stuff like that, and so on and so forth. You know. And then up next, you know, you would have the, the Marx Brothers. Yep, the yeah, Marx Brothers. Yeah, you would have act. the Marx Brothers. You know, and then to close out the show, the uh, Barristan sister, the Barristan sisters. So the five sisters who performed risque songs and dances, and they had a musical guest. It would have. Sometimes a musical guest, and they would. In this case, they would have Count Bat Basie. Yeah, Count Bessie. Um, so, yeah. So that's a setup of a Vaudeville show. The current Animaniacs reboot is just basically okay. Warner's Pinky and the Brain. Warner's. That's it. Or I remember one of them had nothing, almost nothing but Warner's. Yeah. And it was, and it wasn't really, and that, and I think that one was the worst one. So basically, the new Animaniacs is like okay, take the the so take the what I said about the Vaudeville right here, right? The list that we did, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so so then let's just say okay, you have the opening act in an MC, Abbott and Costello, and then you just go to uh, uh, Fred Russell. That's it. And that's probably what maybe thirty something minutes. Yeah, of a two hour, two to three hour show. Yeah, and it and it shows that the Animaniacs, the the the, 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 the new Animaniacs reboot, needs supporting cast. There's no supporting cast. The Warners, they're although they're trying to be funny and bringing back Meta and doing all the stuff and everything, they're not funny. A lot of, like I said, a lot of the jokes were just 
hit and misses. They weren't really that funny. They even tried to do the hello nurse thing, you know, but in a reverse role. You know, like, hello, you know, hello doctor, hello doctor, hello nurse, hello nurse. And I was just like, I get what you're trying to do, but it's not funny. I remember the Warners back in the days that they were funny. They did. The Warners were just, the, the Warner Brothers and the Warner Sister, which is basically a representation of the Marx Brothers. They were the Marx Brothers. You can tell. Yakko, um, Yakko was Groucho. Uh, Yakko was a bit of uh, Chico and Zeppo. You mean Wacko? Yeah, Wacko, yeah. Wacko was, um, uh, yeah, it was uh, Chico and Zeppo. And Dot was, uh, no, check, no, no. Dot was Zeppo. Uh, Wacko was um, Chico and Harpo. And Yakko, and Yakko was Groucho. I wouldn't say Dot would be uh, Zeppo, because Zeppo would play the straight um, foil sometimes. True. But how the way she was represented back then, it was uh, she just... The know, voice of reason. Yeah, she was the voice of reason. Yeah, she, she was Zeppo. Yeah. See? And, and if anybody who's a fan of the Marx Brothers like we are, we know that the Marx Brothers, they run in chaos. They relish in chaos. They do random weird things. Don't believe me? Watch a lot of their old films. Watch Duck Soup, which is considered to be one of the greatest comical, like one of the top ten greatest comic, comedy films ever created. And it doesn't make sense. But yet they, but because of that, it it makes sense. It doesn't need to make sense to make sense. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the the theme of that movie is politics, so of course it makes perfect. It makes perfect sense to have no sense at all. Right. You know, and you know, and the Warners back in the first run, in their first run, they didn't need to make sense. The old, they were always joke after joke after joke after joke, pun after pun after pun after pun. You know, within within one of those jokes and puns, there's always like a risky joke that would just go over your head. You didn't even notice at the time. Yeah, either either if it's political or not even if it was political. If if it was just a verbal gag or a verbal joke or physical visual, it would it would just go straight out of your head. You wouldn't even notice. Mm -hmm. And this one, there wasn't really many of them that just like went over your head. You know, like, and and I think that's a shame. You know, and because they said because they said that they they signed for just two seasons, so season two is coming out um, soon in twenty twenty one. Rumor like like maybe like the first quarter of twenty twenty one. I hope that they might bring back a sub. They might bring some of the supporting cast. Hopefully, all I don't know, but they really do need a supporting cast. Oh, they yes. really, really, yeah, really they do. do. Because if it was just the Warners and Pinky the Brain, I wouldn't be surprised if Hulu says, "Okay, you know what? Let's ca- okay. We 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 did two seasons of, of the Animaniacs, right? Okay, let's just get rid of the Animaniacs and just bring back Pinky and the Brain. I would be okay with that. And it's just like, okay, let's bring them back. Have like two or like give them like one two seasons, right? And each episode, like how the how the Pinky and the Brain show. Originally was back in the day. Don't even put Elmira in it. Just not that. that not oh, I know they made fun. They well, they and they hated it when they won. They put a third character with Larry. Yeah, but like I said, 
if they did it just like the pinky in the brain show back then you know three three little episodes randomness but make the writing witty and funny and great I'll be alright with that comparing to this I wouldn't be surprised if they say hey you know what let's just bring back pinky in the brain and just cancel the like don't even renew it after the second season because they're already bringing back the Looney uh, Tiny Tunes. You know, recently Freakazoid just came back for a one-shot one, one episode on Teen Titans Go. That was way funnier than the majority of the episodes on Tiny Tunes. Oh, they brought back Ed Hester as Cosgrove and Joel. I can't remember his last name, like, like Miguelie or something. Yeah. The announcer guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was practically a freakazoid episode. It basically was, and that was funny. That was way more funnier. Especially to the interactions with, with freakazoid and the lobe. It was like the like, you know, word by word they were like, you know, oh hey lobe, how have you been? Oh, I've been good, freakazoid. I've been good, freakazoid. How about you? No, I'm alright. How uh, how's your, how's the wife and kids? All oh, great, you know, little, you know, my son. You graduate from university. Oh, he's gonna be a great supervillain. Yeah, yeah, he will. He will. He will. Yeah, but how is Freakazoid going to be in a, you know, the world of twenty twenty one or or so they say? You know, because mm-hmm. um, you know, especially the theme song runs around and on the way. Freakazoid, Freakazoid. Yeah, you gotta that's admit right. that's a catchy ass too. No, it's a great song. Don't don't change it. Don't don't change it. Leave it as it is. If you're if you're willing to bring back Freakazoid for twenty, you know, for 2021, okay, fine. Leave it as it is. A show that doesn't make sense. It it lives in its own little bubble. I'm okay with that. The only I'm thing, the really only thing okay that, that will be missed from Freakazoid is uh, when Tim Curry was in it. Uh, yeah, but if there was somebody to replace Tim Curry. jinx it so I don't want to say anything <laughs> but if they could bring back some of the some, like some of the voice actors that were still alive from the original run to come back and well so far Joel 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 Ege, the announcer guy and of course uh, Ed Asner right uh, no. and the original voice of Freakazoid oh yeah, yeah. Um, Paul I think it was Rog or something yeah. <laughs> that was first thing was Paul yeah but but yeah, but that, but like I said, that episode of Freakazoid, uh, that Teen Titans Go, what Freakazoid was called, Hugbeast, you know, based on a, a based on an actual joke from Freakazoid, uh, a really good one, really smart one. When I heard it, I was like, why does that sound so familiar? And then uh, We Are Cats showed me, oh, it's from from an episode of Freakazoid. He showed it to me, and I was like, holy crap! They actually like did their research. It's like that was smart, kind of like the one where they did with Beetlejuice. Was, that, that one was really funny. Um, but yeah, but but comparing to like back to saying to Animaniacs, uh, in short, it looks pretty, it looks great. They just need a supporting cast, and the writing has to be better. And if they're gonna be singing songs, make them fun and good again. Fun and good, memorable, catchy. Mm-hmm. And if you have to give it that, you know, updated thing, at least make that memorable and catchy. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, no. I mean, come on. Who's going to beat the uh, um, 
the brainstem song, uh, so songs from Rita Unrunt. Uh, what about when Yakko sang uh, uh, the countries of the na- countries of the world? Yeah, they even made a joke about a reference joke about that in in the reboot. Yeah, but no, but like if you know if they're like season two, I hope they can bring a lot of the supporting cast back. I hope they can actually put better songs on. Um, if they could bring back Reed and Rent, my God, please bring back Reed and Rent. You know, they they. I, well, that depends Reed on Frank. Well, if they're willing to get uh, Frank Welker and um, Bernadette Peters, yeah, I w- yeah, I wouldn't mind. And plus, on top of that, too, they had some of the best songs in the original, the Reed and Rent songs. They were they were some of the best ones, and I loved them and I adored them. Um, you know. All in all, um, one out of ten, a five, five and a half, no, four and a half, five. That's what I can give it. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, even when um, Omega Kai was uh, with us, uh, I think two podcasts ago, you know, we were talking about. Well, I'm not going to watch it if it if they don't have all the other, uh, you know, all the other characters. Yeah. And, and like and, in that and, episode, and, they made fun of it. Like, you know, who's the villain now? It's Chicken Boo. Yeah, so. And that, and the only thing they brought back memorable was the Chicken Boo song at the end. Where did this guy have to be? Like, you mean guys, but you're not a man. You're a Chicken Boo. Yeah, see? That, that's that's pretty sad. That's, that's pretty, pretty sad. So. Eh. 2020 for you folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyhow, all right. So thank you guys so much for listening and joining us this week. Um, like I said, we'll be back next week, and uh, starting next week, we're going to be having our best and worst of, not counting coronavirus. That's right. So uh, not only that, but also we're going to be having we're going to be having some of that as well on on the pod, on the blog side as well. So take a look at that as well. So thank you guys so much. I hope you guys have a great time. Um, Please be safe out there. Wear a mask. I know things are getting a little bit more hectic out there, but, you know, seriously, put on a mask, physical social distancing and everything. Take care of one another and be safe out there and treat each other with a lot of respect. Okay? We kind of really need a little bit more of that. You know, more than ever. Especially so, in our area. Yeah. So, all right. So, well, I am Captain Katz. And I am We Are Cats. All right. Thank you guys so much. Have a great time. Have a wonderful week. Happy Turkey Day, gobble gobble, and take care. Yo-ho.